Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. We good? Yeah. All right, we're off. I'm trying to start a podcast here. She's on podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Simon. It's Laura. Hello. And it's a Wimbleway, the pussycat, who's currently on my lap, banging the microphone stand because she's a cat. Because cats have this inbuilt thing, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's well, like if you're if you're writing at a desk, they'll come and stand on your paper. See it this morning while I'm doing yep. my diary. Well, her, well, Betsy was painting for a project the other day, and literally. She walked through the paint and walked paint through the house. There's a lot of tension with Betsy Pearl whenever she has to do it. She's a bit like a cat. She she always wants to do the opposite of what you want her to do. And bloody cat. Um, so that day, I think I was in the office where we are now doing some work and you were in the living room, mm-hmm. dining room bit, doing Betsy's homework with her. She comes back to my mic. <laughs> and... I could hear you getting more and more agitated and then I'm thinking, oh, it's calmed down a bit and then I'm just here, no, there's paint everywhere. There's paint on coffee table. <laughs> so she, what she'd done, she dipped her tail in it or something. Yeah, she just walked all the way through it, had a little sniff, then stuck her tail in it and yeah, then there was bright blue paint across the living room. So you might hear some background noise here. We've got the bin men coming up and down the road. We've mm-hmm. got the cat on the mic. And it's very windy. It is. Well, you know what this is? Storm Debbie. Is this is this a real thing now? No, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. So, so, the, so last time we did... We only do podcasts now when there's a storm. Last time was Storm Kieran with a C. With a C and... Male. My parents and a lot of people in the New Forest 
without water for a few days. Yeah. That's that's like old school. We've had a couple of blackouts, haven't we? Blackouts. Blackouts. I'm from London. <laughs> I'm from bloody London. Um, we have had a couple of uh, power cuts. Only small ones. Yeah. But when they happen, it's great. I love it. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? I should work. I'm like the British tourist board, aren't I? Because I love everything that everybody doesn't like. Yeah. But anyway, um, Storm Debbie. Now it's... it's, I'm amazed they've not had a Debbie before. Well, it's Porn Star Debbie. Apologies to anyone if this is your name. What do you mean the Porn Star Debbie? Because it's not spelled like... Okay, well, how how would you... Come on, have a guess. Right, so... Not with it's not D E double B I E. So just D E B I. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Storm Debbie. Yeah. And right, let's just set, let me set the podcast up here. It is Monday, thirteenth of November. It's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Glenn. Happy birthday. It's eleven a.m. It's a windy fourteen degrees outside, but Storm Debbie brought some proper rain overnight. And I must quickly tell this anecdote because I told you I don't know if how much you believe me this morning. So I listen to a lot of podcasts in bed because I don't sleep very good. You read your book, I do my podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to tell people the title of this podcast, but it's a murder ghost podcast, right? Yeah. And I found it. It's not one I've ever listened to before. I put it on at about three o'clock this morning. It's pitch black. All I can hear is the rain battering the and window. The- yeah. And then the guy who's turned the podcast starts talking. He's, he's in London. He's talking about this house he lived in. Here come the bin men. What did he do? He, he looked at our wall and turned back round. He talks about the house he lived in in London. Yeah. That was haunted. Mm-hmm. And how three families who lived there subsequently have seen different things in there, including a faceless woman and vases moving and televisions coming on and off and random windows opening, right? Yeah. And then there's been a murder-suicide in there. Oh, dear. So somebody had their eyes shot out and slit their own... Then did it, slit their own throat, right? Nice story, this. I mean, there isn't much that makes our podcast seem happy, (laughs) (laughs) you know. But anyway, this guy's saying all this in the intro. Yeah. And then he goes... And it all happened in our house on... Beep Road. Beep Road. Yeah, yeah. Well, Beep Road just happens to be the name of our road, <laughs> right? Which is why I'm not sending the podcast. I don't want to give our address away. But he said the name of the road and, he, and he's like, it happened in the top floor bedroom. And there's rain banging on our windows and it's dark and I open my eyes. You know when you open your eyes and you fully expect to see a figure standing there? Yeah. Which happens every time I listen to Uncanny. Yeah. I opened my eyes and I just thought, we're in the top floor bedroom. Is that why you grabbed my boob? Well, that was five hours later. <laughs> <laughs> that was five hours later and we were in Aldi. <laughs> just looking kind of asleep. So anyway, what a coincidence. Turns out it's a dip. Our road name is quite a popular road name. It turns out it was... Like the Red thing. Lion. Like, yeah, 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 there's plenty. Like that, yeah. So it's the opposite side of London. And... Uh, Still, though, hey, by the way, I've listened to a couple of episodes. It is a good story. You'll right. love it because it's more true crime. I, I'm starting to think you're starting to be a, a believer. In the ghosts? Yeah. Well, I, the ghost aspects of this podcast aren't the bit that I'm enjoying. 
you will love this podcast. Oh, now I'm saying it and everyone will be like, what's it called? What's it called? But then everyone's going to know where we live. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll have to tell you off air. Right. We, I was promising to keep this one short. <clears throat> Sorry. And again. already waffles, waffles. Yeah. So we're going to get on to the main gist, which is going to be Honey coming back for the weekend. But we should quickly mention, first of all, fireworks, because that's happened since uh, we haven't done a podcast for a couple of weeks. Yeah. We went to Alexandra Palace for fireworks. Ali Pali, if you're local. As we we locals calling it, Londoners. Yeah. And it was expensive, by the way. It was. About 50 quid. Was it? Yeah, All in. Though, all all of us. No, no, not all in. 50 quid to get it. Yeah, yeah, but I meant all of us. Let me tell you, all in. All in, it were about 150 quid. Because you weren't shy at the bar. Well, they were selling mulled wine, so I was having my first mulled wine of the season. Of the season. I had a cherry mulled wine. Very nice. Never had before. But yeah, um, So, it, it, when I looked at all the different fireworks around London, they were saying that this was one of the best displays. Yeah. And it was very, very good. So we um, we booked the tickets well in advance, which as I've said before, I'm going to stop doing for outdoor events. Mm-hmm. Because forgetting that we are in Britain, everything we've booked tickets for, it's pissed it down. Yeah. Hasn't it? Yeah. It, it had said it was going to be big rainstorms on the night. It was the Saturday, which was the 4th of November. Mm-hmm. So off we trot up to Ali Pali. We climbed that massive blood hill and it was packed. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. They call it the Glastonbury of fireworks. Well, they certainly had the mud. Yeah. And... So we went up to Ali Pali. If you've never, if if you're from London, you'll know it's like on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. The BBC antennas on top. It's where they do the darts and the snooker and gigs and stuff. Great view. Great view. I love it up there. Yeah. And then it's this huge wood and field that drops down towards uh, Crouch End and that sort of area. So anyway, we climbed the hill. Mm-hmm. Went and had some booze and some food. Yeah. Then we went down the hill to the bonfire. Yeah. Then we went back up the hill to watch the fireworks. Yeah. And then after... Well... We went for a, a rave. Now, DJ Spoony. DJ Spoony. Off of the radio. Yes. He's been around a long time, hasn't he? Do you know what I thought? Me and him do the same job. I know, I know. I'm so there watching him thinking, look at the adoration. Because he was playing Garage. I didn't know much of the music, I'm not going to lie. No, you did, you did. I mean, Garage is kind of like pop songs with a bit of beat added to it, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, he did a good set, he did a good set. But what what I loved was because it was um, a family, obviously, you know, it's fireworks night, so it's family. But then this tent, which was like an open tent. It's a marquee. Yeah, a marquee, that's the correct term for it. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like you'd have a, a Victoria Beckham's wedding so they couldn't see the dress. Yeah, looked like a proper packed nightclub, and there were kids in the middle of it. So it wasn't it wasn't just youngsters dancing. And Betsy wasn't the youngest by any chalk. No, no, it was little kids. But then and and it was a mosh pit. Yeah, and old people like us. Yeah, but there was what I would say there were some people who looked like gangsters. Yeah, hoodlums. Yeah, then there were like your student element going they, crackers on each other's shoulders. They were the jump in. Yeah, there was some. Well. There were some, I'm going to say there were some ladies who looked like they could be trouble. Well, yeah, there was a lady near me with a wine bottle in her hand that was empty and I kept thinking, please, 
stop swinging it my way. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with these ladies. You Have know you? where they bump into you, yeah, and then their boyfriend stabs you in the neck. Yeah, these ladies they can... bumped into you. Yeah, it had that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did a I little. Mean, I did, I, look, I'd never felt unsafe. No, no. It it was a good night. That like I enjoyed it. It was really good. I enjoyed it, yeah. And uh, so we did that. And, um, but I've had a lot of people message me from Dubai saying, really jealous of your you getting to do fireworks night because we've not done one for 18 years. No, and I got so sick of fireworks in Dubai. I mean, we live near Global Village, which I've been telling a few people here, trying to explain to them why our dog and cat aren't scared of fireworks because our dog and cat have had fireworks half a mile away Every single night at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Their entire lives. Well, well, speaking of that, um, I've seen some people around our area complaining because it is now, what date are we on? 13th of November. The 13th of November. So we're... Two weeks after... Five, no, a week oh, no, on. No, we're a week, week and a bit on, yeah. yeah. And um, there's still loads of fireworks happening. Like, literally last, last night, night... I was out with a dog at, what, 11 o'clock at night walking dog? Yeah. There were loads going on. You would have thought it was a bonfire night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're saying, you know, enough's enough. My dog and cat are scared stiff now. When is the cutoff? When's the firework cutoff? Well, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, I mean, again, I'm going to sound like the British Tourism Board here because mm. I love everything. Yeah. And so every night I hear it, and I don't mind it. Every time I smell a bonfire, for instance, like I walked in the dog the other night and you said, the, you'd said, oh, it's the last bonfire of the season. It's happening up the road from where we live. And I walked him. Uh, you and Betsy had gone to bed and I sent you a picture because the road was like not smoky, but like misty. Yeah. And you could smell the bonfire. Yeah. And I was like, I felt a bit sad because I thought, oh, I wish we were there and it's the last one. Yeah. Little did I know it wasn't <laughs> the last one. Because it seems like. Maybe the last organised one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, it, we'll let you know when we think the cutoffs happened because it definitely isn't yet. What do you think it is? Do you think people have gone to the store and it says discount fireworks? Oh, yeah. Do you think that's what it well, is? Every time I've been in a supermarket since bonfire night, I've seen the stand for fireworks and I've, I've wanted to buy them. I don't like doing fireworks myself. You know, I saw so, too many adverts in 1970s. Yeah. People getting bit their hands bandaged. So <laughs> I'm too much of an idiot. But yeah, I don't know when the, no. the cutoff is. So let's get on to it then. Um, this is going to be the uh, kind of like the serious bit of the podcast, I think. Go on. So Honey came back this weekend, our daughter, back from university. Well, she's not been back since she left. It's her first time. Yeah. So it's just over a month we haven't seen her for. Mm -hmm. Now, she is in touch a lot. Probably she's in touch with you almost daily. Yeah. You know... I'm lucky if I get a message a week, but no. But the thing is, the what Honey's doing is is acting. So obviously, for me, that's what I did. So it's like I have that. You know, she wants to tell me what she's doing each day, yeah. and I I'm genuinely interested in what she's doing. Um, so it's I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you say no, not really, not you really. Know how much I care about. That. No, I, I, you do, but you like the technical side of it. I guess maybe not so much. What about the emotional side? I'm a bloody good actor. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so she, she is in touch quite a bit. And I think um, she, she had a, a weekend previously where she had that moment of, I'm missing you guys. And 
needed a bit of home comfort. So she was like, I'm, I'm booking a train ticket for next weekend. I'm definitely coming. So yeah. she was just like, right, I'm doing it. Um, which is what we've previously said is like, compared to what we had with Leo not being able to do that. No. It's actually really nice that she can jump on a train and she's here within an hour. Well, we were lucky if we saw Leo every six months because of COVID and flights and being in Dubai and mm. being in Bristol. And whenever he felt like that, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard to be that far away. So my, because what I could do here is go on a massive rant about everything that happened this weekend, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because what I want to talk about is I don't think, like what you just said there, Leo might have had moments of feeling shitty in mm. those times and he's got nobody to talk to one weekend so he just puts it in a text to you. Five minutes later, he's probably stoned again, he's with his mates again, he's probably fine. Yeah. But we get that message and the kids don't realise the domino effects that that has on us and, well, the avalanche of it getting bigger in our heads. And what I also don't think they realise is how excited we are to see them. Yes. When they do come. Yes. The build-up to that for us, you know, and our parents do it for us. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, like... But we appreciate it. When I get to your parents yeah. or my parents and they've been to the supermarket and got all my favourite vegetarian yeah, stuff yeah, in yeah, and yeah. they're like, Simon, we know you love Guinness Zero, so there's 60... I'm never going to drink 16. <laughs> take me a no, year no, I, but I know what you mean. Like but, you know, they do that for it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's such a nice thing. And my and my nan and granddad, I can remember them like stood out the front waiting for the car yeah, to pull up. You know, it's and I think now we're older. I don't know what we'd have been like when we were younger. I can't remember. But now we're older, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I think I don't know at what point in your life that emotional maturity comes because so far... And I, the reason I'm saying this is it's for parents listening. Yeah. Because if your parents... If, you, if your kids are already at university, you'll know what we're talking about. But if they're not and you've got this to come, you need to prepare yourself for it because it's an absolutely horrible feeling. Yeah, and we've got good kids. Like, yeah. we've got good kids that I think are quite caring and I would say quite emotionally intelligent as far yeah. as you know teenagers young people go um so but it is so basically what we're saying is that thing of when they come back to visit they don't know how excited we've been to, like pre that visit and then perhaps the not disappointment maybe but it doesn't necessarily feel... I think it is disappointment. I think it's disappointing. No, be honest about it. It's like... No. <sighs> you think it's going to be like in a film. <laughs> yeah. I... Who do you blame for that? Because we love a Richard Curtis film. Well, like, yeah. I mean, if you want to compare it to a romantic date, like if you and I, whenever we think we're going to go on a romantic date, which has happened, what, three times in our probably whole relationship <laughs> but we whenever we go on a romantic date we think it's going to go one way and then by nine o'clock we're back in bed whereas as i've just said to you we were in kensington yesterday our betsy was on a birthday thing mm -hmm. we were in the middle of a, it was an argument but we were in the middle of a kind of a mini spat and i've told you then and since 
It's one of the nicest times I've had with you because we were sat in like a Victorian pub window. It felt Christmassy. I had another mulled wine. You'd had two mulled wines. <laughs> I had a veggie burger, so everyone's happy. Boxes are being ticked. <laughs> <laughs> and it was everyone in the pub was in jumpers. And you know when the pub felt really warm and it was really cold yeah, outside? Yeah. And it was also Armistice Day and um, Remembrance Sunday. And the lot of soldiers in the full military garb were coming in. Yeah. And, Raising a glass to the lost friends and stuff, fallen friends yeah. and comrades. And to me, I was sitting there thinking, that felt like being in a film. But I'll tell you what, if we'd have planned that, yeah. it'd have been shit. Yeah. No, and, and I think, I think, um, but also, and it's, I don't want to put that pressure on them either, because it's like, you want them to feel like they can come home. And obviously, here is weird at the minute for them probably because this hasn't been their home you know that's a weird thing sorry the recycling bin men are coming into our garden now so you're going to hear this so i apologize for that but it's in the background at least i'm beeping and the i think he's rolling it gently because he knows we're recording <laughs> but yeah um yeah so what, what was i saying so i can't remember what I was you don't want to put the pressure on them no and i think you want them to feel like wherever we are is their home yes definitely you know yes it's a different building but we wherever we are is their home and so it doesn't always have to be a thing and i want them to understand that too and, and after leo coming last time and perhaps again it not feeling quite as we thought it was going to go like i do want them to feel like they can use this as a base they can they can use this as somewhere to come and bring their wash in and have a fill of the food yeah. and sleep well, in a nice bed and there needs to be some sort of, I think it needs to be spoken. It can't be an unspoken thing because we are too sensitive and we are too caring mm. to say, yeah, come back, but we're just going to get on with our normal lives, right? Yeah. Well, that's where it becomes awkward because then I think you and I feel like we have to... Well, put it this way. Both of these occasions that have happened to us that make this podcast about what it is mm. have both been the first times. Yeah, I think so that's it part of it. So first time coming to visit us in our new house in London. Yeah. And it was Honey coming back to our new house in London for the first time since she went to university. So there is a bit of heft to both. Of the, and, you know, it's the first time Leo's seen us proper since we've moved back to England. Mm-hmm. And it's Honey's first time coming back from uni, so you you there, it should have been, we shouldn't be at the stage yet of their bike. We're just getting on with our day. Yeah, and lives. I guess you just want that like the constant conversations. This is what's been happening here. What's been happening with you? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, and like you said, maybe it's because we have so much contact in the day. But I would imagine most kids, when they're going back home, this is kind of how they are. But I think as parents, it's quite tricky because you're. So we, so right, so we went to Crazy For You that night and so we went to a musical. A musical. A musical and it was very, very good. Um, so Honey was already here and... So, so we'd done it as a surprise. Betsy didn't know. Yeah. Betsy Pearl didn't know. Betsy Pearl. Um, yeah, so, so we already knew that that first evening wasn't going to... No, there's not going to be much happening, but there was going to be a, you know, it was a reunion of sorts. Yeah. Um, we had a reunion in a pizza shop, by the way. So what we did is we got off the train and it was wet and cold. We'd love the musical, by the way, Crazy For You, great musical. 
And then we'd gone to, we didn't go to our usual pizza shop, <laughs> Pizza Man, which I love, but went to a, another pizza shop because Pizza Man had just closed and wasn't as good. But while we're in the pizza shop, you arrange for Honey to come up because Betsy's pearled in. And Betsy's moaning, can we go home? I just want to go home. I don't want to be in a pizza shop. I want to go home. You got Honey to walk up the road to the pizza shop. Yeah. And Honey just walked past and then suddenly walked in. And even that bit were a bit flat for me. I was gutted. <laughs> oh, no, see, I didn't mind. I hugged her. Yeah, but I think but at that point just... she was basically freezing and she just had her hands in her pocket. Well, you know what? A hug can warm you up. I know, I know. But yes, Betsy was chuffed. So they went off back home and we did actually stay up quite late and, and it was nice. Um, but then the next day it was that thing of, right, what should we do today? And on Saturday, a lot was happening in London. Like It was um, the... Armistice Day at the Cenotaph thing. Yeah. It was the pro-Palestine marches. Then you got yeah. the right-wing bellends going in, the football hooligan, you know, yeah. English Defence League, whatever they're called. There was also a Thames boat race that as well. Was there was there was so many things happening in London on one day. And we... I mean, we actually wanted to go and join in with some of these things, yeah. but in the end... The right-wing one. Yeah. Going in. <laughs> Yeah. kick some policing no um, but yeah then we decided well actually it was it, it, we'd got, it got too late as well but we thought perhaps today we'll, we'll stay away from yeah. central London um, then so then we and then Honey had said she fancied a roast yeah. so that that was where the day started and actually it it was quite nice the roast was quite nice well we went and if, if, if people have seen my Instagram it's on there, or on my Twitter. We went to the most beautiful Toby Carvery, <laughs> I would say, in Britain. And I, I will accept offers from anybody to show me a prettier one than this one. It's a place called White Wells Wood. And it's like a stately home thing with the most beautiful gardens, a beautiful forest and a pond, a beautiful big pond. It's funny watching you, though, because... You started off by going, oh, I want to go to Toby Carvery. <laughs> and then right. you switched. This is because I'd searched up the road here. We've got Highgate, we've got Muswell Hill, we've yeah. got Hampstead. Yeah. And they've all got gorgeous pubs. Yeah. But they've also got every one of these gorgeous pubs is, you know when you go on the website of a pub? Yeah. And you click menu. What you want to see when you click menu is the menu. But when you click on a menu for a Highgate or a Hampstead pub, the first page you get is Chef Julian has been with us for 14 years and prepares. And I'm like, just that page you're adding 10 quid on extra every meal. Yeah. And the portions, are, it's going to be... And you get one of those like fancy pointy carrots, just one. Inside an Aunt Bessie. 20 quid. <laughs> so... And we were looking for somewhere dog friendly. And, it, and she but, just wanted a fill. She just wanted a big veggie roast. I'd already searched Carveries. Yeah. So then when you guys said it again, I went back at a closer look. And this one I saw was in the countryside. Yeah. I even, when I did the directions to get there, the quickest route was to go to the bloody London Orbital or whatever it's called, North Circular. Mm -hmm. That horrible drive we always have to do when we go anywhere. Yeah. I put a longer drive in so that we could go through countryside. Yeah. Wasn't it a beautiful drive? It was nice, yeah. But my synapses when we got there, <laughs> pew, 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 because everything was beautiful. Yeah. 
And then we had the Toby Carvery. Which I got told off, by the way. For uh, nicking? No, no, not nicking. Not nicking, right? We're, because we're... Well, no, no, no. Because we're veggies, we get the the main bit of the meal, if you like, the, the meat equivalent. When you go to a carvery, you go up with an empty plate. And get you your... You do the meat. You slice you your meat, veg, yeah. You put everything on. They said to us, what do you want? We ordered whatever it was, a Wellington... A, a cheese melt vegetable bake. Well, I had like this puff pastry thing and it was Big huge. Big like, But it was mostly puff pastry, huge. but it took up half my plate. So then I went and did my veg and it looked like, because I didn't have that much room on my plate, I, it was like a mountain. And then I'd totally forgotten or I hadn't seen because they were up the other end you came back and we all had big luscious yorkshire puddings yorkshire puddings and roast so i went and got my roast and then there was people queuing for the meat and they could see that my plate was full and they're like all right love that's that's not london is it that's not london oh i love all right love you want like and so basically they're saying to me like get in front of them i was like oh sorry i just wanted to grab a yorkshire that's that you know that's all i wanted but i'm already feeling embarrassed because you can't fit anything else on this plate. So I'm looking like a right fat biatch here. And then um, they, they let me through. I just get my little Yorkshire with the tip of my fingers and put it on my plate. Uh, young lady, young lady, like this from behind the counter. And it's the chef. And he starts like wafting his uh, tongs at me. His snappers? Yeah. And then... St- you ask for them. You don't yeah. just take them. And I was like, oh, I, I'm really... Yeah, what's the rules? Because everything else you just take. Yeah. So I didn't know. Like, literally everything else is serve yourself. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And I'm stood there with these guys watching me that have just let me kind of push in. And I've got this, this Yorkshire pudding dangling from the tip of my fingers. And he's like... And I'm thinking, well, what do I do now then? I'm like, oh, well... Uh, and he goes, well, you may as well just take it now. And the customer is always right. Yeah, and then and then like the guy's like, "Yeah, love, go on, you've go on, you've got it now, just go like that." And I'm like so embarrassed, so embarrassed. Like not only does my plate look huge, then I get told off for taking a massive Yorkshire pudding. That was the start of my day. Yeah. <laughs> but it was lovely. It and was ten quid, by the way, for this carvery. Yeah, and more. F- I mean, I said I'd go there for Christmas dinner. It was the absolute bee's knees for a roast for 10 quid mm-hmm. 10 quid in london barely get barely gets you a drink in yeah. most places so but it did give you that i mean i felt drunk i loved it i felt i mean food was, drunk yeah yeah no literally food drunk like both honey and i said we suddenly just felt really like woof. well by the way this house i did a bit of because i'm one of these boring dads now wherever we go if it's somewhere good i'll read up on it mm. Legend has it, it's where Guy Fawkes met Robert Catesby and the gunpowder plot was hatched. Great fact, if that's true. Great fact. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, we had the food. Yeah. We had a belly full. Yeah. Did we leave? No. Let's all have Sundays. <laughs> Bloody hell. I mean, <laughs> oh, shall one. we talk about the Sunday? And the fat shall one. we talk? Right, this podcast going on too long. Yes, I ate the bloody flake. Oh my God. Well, first of all, and yeah, the let's wafer. Talk about it. Let's talk the about wafer it. and the flake. Let's talk about it. I didn't get either. Let's talk about it. Everyone gets to order an individual dessert. I could order mine and you go, shall we share it? And I said to you, right then, I said, I don't want to share it. I don't want to share it yeah, because but you, I know what's going to happen. But that was fine. I didn't mind you having the majority of the Sunday. That I'll just have a bit of yours. No. We'll share, is what I said. That's what you said, I'll just have a bit of yours. Anyway, you bite your half of the flake and then put it back. Put it and back. I'm, and I'm like, great. Then I, I, like, you'd had quite a bit of the Sunday and I went in for a couple of spoonfuls and then I turned around and you put the other half of your flake in your Literally, mouth. Literally, the Sunday was almost milk by this point. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, what? I assumed you didn't want it because you... And I'm like, I was saving it to the end. That's what... You and do you that the, with a 99. But you did the wife thing, Laura, of... You see me go for it. No, I, I saw, like, it was too late. It was in your gob. It was in your gob. <laughs> so anyway, we'd all had a big feed. Preface this by saying in the morning, Honey had got up pretty late compared to everybody else and then just laid down until we went out. Mm. We go out and have the food. I'm like, do you mind if we just have a little, because I don't know when we're going to be up there again, half an hour's drive away. Can we just have a little walk around the grounds? We've just been in a hot room eating a hot roast. Nice bit of fresh air wakes you back up. It's like your Christmas day walk, isn't it? We have a little stroll around the garden. We go up to the little lake, have a little walk around that. I take some pictures. We get in the car. Yeah. Bear in mind, she's just had, I'm going to say probably 10 hours sleep. We get in the car. As soon as we get in the car, she's asleep. <laughs> Like, this used to be what Leo did. I mean, Leo still does this every single time he gets in a car. But to be he, fair, I wanted to go to sleep at that point. She goes to sleep. Five minutes down the road, we end up at a place called Cruise Hill. Yeah. Like, uh, crew, like a ship's crew. Yeah. Cruise Hill. Which is a village like I have never seen before. I love a garden centre. Cruise Hill really loves a garden centre. <laughs> what do you say? 15, 15 huge garden centres... On about 250 metres of road. It's insane. <laughs> and I want to stop because we wanted to see if they've got Christmas trees in a pot because we want a Christmas tree that we can grow this year. Yeah, a live one, yeah. We get there. Do you want to come, hon? <gasps> no, no. Leave her in car. Yeah. By the time we come back, the car has got steamy windows. <laughs> Can't see a bloody thing. She sleeps all the way back. We stop off at an Asda to get some snacks for the evening. Yeah. Do you want to come in? No. No. Fast asleep. We get back to the house. We're supposed to be going out for the evening, and this is what I was talking about at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm doing that dad thing and making it sound like I'm slagging off. I'm just telling it as it was, but I'm saying as a parent, don't build your hopes up that you're going to be having any fun. 
or it's going to be the romantic Richard Curtis moment because we get back to the house. Yeah. We're supposed to be going out to look at the Christmas lights and having, you know, markets, whatever. I can tell nobody wants to go. I don't want to be the one to say it because then it can all be my fault. Yeah. But I'm like, well, it's nearly strictly time. Should we just get some snacks? What, strictly have a drink? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's on the, on side with that. It's dark. She just curls up. Yeah, into into honey position. Honey position, which is like the pretty much the fetal position with a phone wedged in the middle. Yeah. Imagine the little baby in the womb, but with a phone in the middle. <laughs> and we just look at each other. And I'm like, I'm doing the silent part. Is this it? Is this? Is this what we're doing? Like yeah, but you know what? There was a bit of me that was happy she was doing that because I felt like, well, then she feels like she's at home because she's doing, she slotted back into being. Yeah. So but then. But I know what you mean. But we're then whispering for 40 minutes while we're watching Strictly. And you said something about her being asleep and she's like, no, I'm watching videos on my phone. <laughs> so that whole time that she should be hanging out with us. Yeah. She's not actually in the fetal position asleep. She's not pretending to be asleep, but acting like she's asleep, but actually just watching bloody Snapchats and TikToks and stuff. I know, I know. And that's just the bit as a parent where you're like, come on, come on. Give us something we've back. We've the fucking fridge. We've took you for a fucking roast. We've been excited to fucking see you. Be fucking excited to see us for five minutes. Nothing. And that was the entire evening, by the way. Then she went the next morning. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. I get it. And, and again, this is... Leo does exactly the same. And, and what I'm saying is, I think every kid doesn't have that inbuilt respect thing yet of, oh, they'll be excited to see me. So basically... I don't know. It's kids being kids, and dis- and 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 it's and it, and it wasn't until so what happened the next day is this is the day that Betsy went off to this birthday party we took her at the Science Museum in London, and we had the time in the pub, the Victorian window. You'd taken Honey to the. Uh, we'd watched the two minutes silence. We'd ob- we'd observed that in the morning watching mm-hmm. it on the telly, and then off you went. But for the hour before that, I had work I needed to get on with. But I couldn't because she was in the living room. So I sat in the living room with her. I kept trying to make conversation. Again, she just balled up with a phone. And I'm thinking, right, is it, it's quite rude that you're just pretty much ignoring me. Shall I go and get on with something? You yeah. didn't know what the right thing to do but was. I knew if I did that, you'd come down and go, the fucking hell are you doing? Our daughter's back for one day <laughs> and you're in your office doing your bloody work. So I knew. Yeah. So I sit in there, I don't get anything done. Then there's the emotionless goodbye. You know, and I'm like, what was the point of all of that? But I can't say anything because I thought, if I do, you'll kill me. And then you pretty much said the same to me. And I'm like, it was like the opening of the floodgate. No, well, and I went, you know, I had that bit of time on my own with her. And I said, and I said to her, oh, sorry, we didn't do much this weekend. Like, I'm the one saying, sorry, we didn't do much. And she's like, oh, and she did say, oh, well, that was pretty much down to me. So she did recognise in yeah. her, her honey way that, you know, she perhaps wasn't as present as she could have been. And and then she was meeting one of her flatmates at the station. Buzzing. And she, she weren't curled up. No, and, no and, and but then that that is comforting as well. That no, she, she, and we said this about honey. Yeah. She is doing university well, right? Yeah. And I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't think either of our older kids realise 
what a hard time we're having. And I don't want to go down that bloody rabbit hole now because we've done it in the past. But mm-hmm. we are having a hard mm-hmm. time, you know. And I know it's we are doing some great things and we are loving a lot of it. Yeah. But psychologically, we're both having a really hard time for various reasons. Yeah. And I just, you know, but when you hear our kids talking about anybody they live with going through anything, good or bad, mm. like you said, they are very articulate, they're very, they're on the ball caring about it or being pissed off about it or whatever their emotion is, but they don't have that for us. And that's like, I'd love I don't know when that's going to happen. Well, it, funny enough, my mum sent me an advent calendar through the post this week and I really appreciated it. Yeah, it was lovely. But I, but, I had, and I, but I also thought, you know, like how I feel about my kids and how she still feels about her kids. Yeah, it's definitely stop. You know, so it's like, and the reason she did it was because I fell in love with this advent musical advent calendar in a shop and she wanted to buy it for me even though it was 200 pounds and I was like no don't be silly don't be silly don't be silly so she's then you know found an alternative and so she's continued to think about me yeah and then which is lovely yeah and so I and I really appreciate it and and I think it's just that thing isn't it of when do you get to that point as (laughs) exactly whereas yesterday morning I'm saying when I said I was sat in the living room and honey's curled up on a phone You'd said to me she needs a ring, ring light when then you know for, for recording her auditions. Yeah, and I'm like sitting there going, "So shall I order you one now? Do you want me to order it and get it sent to you?" Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, I, so okay, so if I order it today, I can have it there by tomorrow. We Amazon, yeah, whatever. And I'm thinking, I just want to go. Well, I won't fucking bother then. Yeah, I you know. Like I know, I know. She's actually sitting there, and I'm I'm going out of my way to do something for her at my time cost and financial cost can't even be bothered to raise her head and I'm like do you actually want this yeah I know I know but this is the thing and then they go and you're left here as a parent like she brings two fucking loads of washing back which again fine that's what students do that's the joke I'm hanging her knickers up while she's balled up on the fucking settee (laughs) you've done the washing for her get off your fucking arse and I, you know, when I go back to my parents or something like that, if there's a job needs doing, I'll do it. I don't mind doing dishes or loading dishwasher or something like that. You know what I mean? You do stuff. You make your bed the next morning. But I also think, uh, you know, when we were talking about before a few podcasts ago, when we were talking about your auntie and the thing of you, of you as a mum, that you feel like you need to be needed or that thing of... So I yeah. think, you know... you. I didn't mind doing her washing because you feel like you're doing something for them and they want you to do it. And but at that point, you know, any sane person looks at you doing that and thinks, I'll help her hang it up. It's my washing after all. Yeah. What should you can't get- just lay on the fucking sofa eating all our biscuits, which is what happened. Well, but anyway, it was lovely to so see look, her. Yes, that's the rant that I said I wasn't going to have, but we've had it. But my point is... If you're a parent of children between 0 and 17 years old, get ready because this is coming. Yeah. And I, I hope we're still doing the podcast when we come out the other side of this so we can go, it's happened. It took X number of years, but it's <laughs> happened. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, Betsy Pearl's going through hormones. Let's finish on this. Yeah, because Betsy, the tiny terrorist, is living up to her name. Not well, not, at, not at school or oh when God. she's with other people, only when she's with well, us. We, we got to go into the school for a couple of days to watch her uh, music and dancing and all this stuff she's doing. Very interesting couple of days. I learned a lot. But I'll tell you what, that kid's a little superstar at school. She's mm-hmm. a great kid. She's polite. She is attentive. She gets on with everything and gets on with everybody. I, I, I how she's our child, and and so very talented yeah, as we saw. Yeah, well, that I understand partly. Because <laughs> really, does that come from you? But, um, she's she's been a bit of a nightmare in some ways. I, Betsy's Betsy, uh, yeah, she she does not want to get up. She's uh, started to do the nope at home nope. and stuff like that. If you this is a good one. If you gently corral her out of bed, you are abusing me. Oh yes, this is a new thing. Yeah, do you oh, remember? Do you remember when kids used to say to their parents, "As our phone childline, our phone childline"? Yeah, that was the, but, but like literally now, and your parents would go fucking phone them. Then. Well, I I did use that line one day. I was like, "Go on then, on, phone then. the police, go phone on. the police." Enjoy your Christmas in an orphanage. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, you that you can't do anything because they take the child side, and I was like. Go on then. I said, if they take you away, I'll have some peace for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, she. I mean, she's like half joking around with me. I'm but sat back. I'm in another room thinking to myself, is the one for wives? Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. So I, I'm, I'm having a funny old time with her at the minute. She's uh, but but elsewhere, genuinely. Oh. Again, again. So she went to a party yesterday, and the the mother of the child whose party it was messaged me at the end of the day, and she said, Betsy's such a nice kid, and and. Genuinely, I, I get that from people, and it's so nice to yeah, hear. It's I, and we've had that about all three kids, by the way. So, finish on this. We go across yesterday, say goodbye to Honey. You and I meet up at uh, Gloucester Road, Gloucester Road. Station. In, yeah, in not one we've been to Beautiful. before. We meet all the other parents. The kids go off. We all split off. You and I have a wander around Kensington. We go for a nice pub lunch, which is the one I was saying about in the uh, Bunch of Grapes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then we have a little wander around. We go into the Natural History Museum. We see the dinosaur in his Christmas jumper, which is lovely. Yep, saw a giraffe's head in a jar. We saw the Charles Darwin jars full of snakes. Jars full. Of, uh, yeah, the, the giraffe's head in a jar is a bit was weird. quite. I read. I read the deets on it. It was yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's proper different times. You know, when people say different times, mm. yeah, we used to be able to slap girls on bump. Different times. Saying you used to be able to chop giraffe's heads off and put in a jar of alcohol. That's different times. Yeah, well it yeah. Well it was shipped back. And then do you know it wasn't until the eighties that they changed it from whatever substance it was in. Yeah. So it, which I, I mean the eighties is probably quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to me forty years to ago. me it's like <laughs> about five years ago. But yeah, the eighties is when they changed the liquid it was in, which I was quite surprised yeah. at. Like that Well it said it were alcohol and I was thinking you drink that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you drink giraffe's head I juice. would not. I would not. Um, so anyway, we're picking her up from the Science Museum at half past five. Yeah. So we go into the Science Museum, have some pretty bad cake, and then we meet her. Well, she was the only girl on this party, yeah. which... Which happens a lot with Betsy. Yeah, because she, she, she does like hanging out with the lads as and well. She's she not got an issue. a story about what's happened. 
So that if you've not been to the Science Museum, it's amazing, by the way. Yeah. It's this gigantic building, four or five floors. It has got everything. It's got a lottery machine. It's got every telephone I had growing up. It's got cars. It's got rockets. It is bloody great. And they're always changing different exhibitions in there. And But for free, like, that's what I love about Incredible. these museums in London, that you can go for free. But yeah, she so she's, um, she's hanging out with the boys. They're all doing all these things in there. And then there's another group of lads in there. And she said they were uh, sort of their age, maybe a little bit older. And she said they started following them around. Uh, and eventually one of them comes over to her and says, uh, what did he, what, oh, I'm trying to think of what they said. Um, oh, can I have your number because you're really hot, is what they said to her. Now, what was your instant reaction to hearing this? What was your first reaction to hearing it? Do you want to know honestly? Yeah. It took me back. <laughs> Genuinely. Here we go. No, but it did. It took me back. And then what I thought was, gosh, Leo and Honey haven't had this. They haven't had this British life where... Not because they're not good looking enough. No, no, no. Because kids in Dubai don't act like this. I think somehow the, the kids here are a bit more confident in that way and have a bit more... I don't know what the word is, but a bit more oomph about a more... Yeah, and... Uh, the, I'll tell you what it is. The dirty little bastards. <laughs> That's what they are. Fucking 11, 12-year-old telling a, telling a bloody 11-year-old girl they're hot in a museum. So she's probably like, yay. Because then she's all the other lads that she's with are getting all protective. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of and them... Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, they might fancy her, but a couple of them are like... Uh, you got to leave my sister alone. So they start pretending she, they're her brother and stuff like that. What I love about this is these are the lads, probably near do wells. I mean, they're at science music, museum, so that's one thing. But they're probably near do wells. They're having a pop, you know. But then she tells and me Betsy's chat being blind. protected by the kids from fame. <laughs> <laughs> they're pirouetting up. Yeah. She told me a chat up line about an ice cream that they use. I, I don't know. Oh, I can't. Who uses? One of the lads then came up to her and said, I, I can't remember that. It, you know, like the, have you fallen off a, yeah, whatever. It was something to do with an ice cream because you, you've you melted my whatever. It was so corny. So she told me this, they came, actually came back to her with a chat up line. So funny. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm dreading this. She's going to be the, I, I always thought that even pre, pre-England. Betsy Pearl has always had a boyfriend or has always had boys interested in her. And you know, while whilst boys don't understand what having a girlfriend is, they're just doing it for the title, mm. I'm fine. She can have a new one every week. But you know now, now she's in secondary school. Yeah. And, I mean, to me, Betsy's just a little girl. I know. But to the boys, so me, when I heard this, you know, it's dark. We're walking towards um, South Kensington Tube Station to get the train home. And you just go, this is what happened to Betsy. And you said it to me. And it was almost like my world went into slow motion. <laughs> I thought, I've got to kill every 11-year-old boy. Is that what you were thinking? My first thought See, so isn't was, that funny where I'm like, ah, good girl. Oh, no. Like, I, I thought it was cute. Yeah. And obviously, nothing came of it, blah, blah. But well, then, yeah, I was going to say, but then literally minutes after, I'm thinking, we are going to have to watch her. Because the problem here is, with Honey, 
she didn't bring anybody home until she was 16, 17 years old, right? Well, no, because there were... And when she did, I never had the chance to take the guys aside and go, just so you know, mm. I break every bone in your body if you're hurt her, you know, which dads like to do. Yeah. Leo had a long-term girlfriend. Yeah. So... But with Betsy, Pearl, it's going to be... But Betsy's always had, like, oh, I like this boy at school, or this boy likes her. She's always, always had that. And she's always hung around with boys as well. She she feels really comfortable hanging around with boys, whereas, you know, quite often kids at this age have been like, eh, I don't, wanna, I don't like boys, don't like girls. But she's always been the opposite, and, like, which is nice. I'm 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 pleased that she's that kind of girl, that she just doesn't care. But, yeah... I do think she is going to be one to watch. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I just... It terrifies me. Yeah. It's it's something that I am absolutely dreading. Not in a jokey way. Well, no, again, because it's that thing of, as parents, you can't control everything, no. can you? And, it's... and what's that thing of um, what goes around comes around? I know you were an absolute nightmare as a teenager. Yeah. I wasn't a night. I was probably a nightmare, but not in the same way, you know. Uh, but I know you with boys and your parents. I've heard the stories. You've not. No, I, I but, have to some degree. Yeah, I know what you mean. But what I mean is, it's like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, innit? And... Yeah. I... I just need an easier time. <laughs> so there you go. That's episode 173 of Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life. There'll probably be some links in the description. And uh, we'll be back again soon, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. The end. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.